Welcome to Trashy Divorces, everybody. It's time for another Trashy Breakups. Wednesday edition. Stacy, you're bringing us one today. I am. I have one that a lot of our listeners have brought up in the Facebook group and stuff. Uh, this is Mel B of the Spice Girls, who had a brief fling with Eddie Murphy. It was pretty brief. It was pretty brief. It seems like the timeline may have shifted to lengthen it a bit when she wrote a memoir in 2018. Oh my, tell me more. But um, yeah, I will point out pretty much all of this is told from her perspective because Eddie Murphy doesn't say much about his private life. And as noted, Melby wrote a book. So I'm going to put that out there. So yeah, many of our listeners have been fascinated by the brief, but in the end, very public romance between legend of comedy Eddie Murphy and Spice Girl star Mel B, also known as Scary Spice. Their whirlwind affair made headlines when Eddie, seemingly out of the blue and particularly out of the blue for Mel, told a Dutch television reporter, quote, we're not together anymore and I don't know whose child that is until it comes out and has a blood test. You shouldn't jump to conclusions, sir. Oh my. So. That's some yikes. So we're going to hop back in our time machine and get these two kids to the heady years of 0607 to see how something that once seemed so right could have gone so catastrophically wrong. <laughs> oh, no. Eddie Murphy likely needs no introduction. It's Eddie Murphy. Born April 3, 1961, he blazed to fame after joining Saturday Night Live in 1980. He had classic characters like the Mr. Rogers parody, Mr. Robinson. Which apparently Mr. Rogers really liked, actually. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. You know, his take on the Little Rascals character Buckwheat all grown up. And of course, I'm Gumby, damn it. So Eddie parlayed this into a series of classic 80s film roles, 48 Hours, Trading Places, Beverly Hills Cop. Who can forget? The early 90s saw a bit of a slow period in his career, but he bounced back with more family-friendly material, starring in movies like The Nutty Professor, Dr. Doolittle, and the Shrek series, lots oh, of voice work. I'd forgotten mm -hmm. about oh, all Shrek. of this. Oh, Shrek. And on and on. He won a Golden Globe for his work in Dreamgirls in 2006, which there we are at the right time period. So let's also talk a little about Eddie's personal life to this point. It may be worth noting that as a child, his parents, his mother worked for the telephone company, his dad was a transit cop. Split up when he was three, and when he was eight years old, his father was stabbed to death by a woman he was seeing. Oh my God. Eddie described his father's death in a 1989 Rolling Stone interview by saying, He was a victim of the Murphy charm. A woman stabbed my father. I never got all the logistics. It was supposed to be one of those crimes of passion. If I can't have you, no one else will. Kind of deal. That's terrible. Yes. Th that tidbit may provide some insight into the life and loves of Eddie Murphy, who today is the father of 10 children. Oh, the Murphy charm. With five women, <laughs> ranging in age from toddlerhood to their early 30s. Okay. He was married to his first wife from 1993 to 2005, and they have five children together. At that point, he also had two children from earlier relationships for seven. Divorce number one was finalized on April 17th of 2006. And arguably, Eddie went a little off the rails in the aftermath of that. We're going to park this wealthy, successful father of seven, now a celebrity for like a quarter century, at the Trashy Divorces Depot here. And we're going to meet a spicy train trundling down the tracks toward him. Oh, I see a breakup coming. Yeah. Melanie Janine Brown, Mel B., was born May 29th, 1975 in Leeds, England. 
and got the being on stage bug just as a young kid in school. So she attended a specialized high school, I guess the Brits call it secondary school, that emphasized performing arts. And in 1994, she was one of about 400 young women who responded to an advertisement in the stage magazine looking for talented up-and-comers for a new girl band. The first incarnation of Spice Girls was known as Touch. You're joking. I'm not. But after signing with Virgin in 1995, the Spice Girls were born. With a monster debut record that hit number... This is... Get ready. This thing went to number one in 17 countries. It went multi-platinum in 27 countries. And the first single, Wannabe, hit number one in 37 countries, which is mind-bending. I mean, you think about, like, the English-speaking world. This went so far beyond. Oh, the Spice Girls were so enormous. Far yeah, they're the biggest girl group of all time. They've sold 90 million records or something. I mean, it's, yeah. Incredible. On a personal note, I wasn't into pop music in this era. I just, it wasn't what I was following. One of the real pleasures of Trashy Divorces for me has been being able to go back and check out all of this music that really just kind of blew past me in the 90s because I was... We'll catch up. I was into a different set of things. Anyway, fresh eyes, fresh ears. It's great stuff. And (laughs) obviously the album became the best-selling album ever by a girl group and one of the top sellers of all time, period. What's funny about the massive dominance that the Spice Girls achieved is that it just happened in a very short few years. So like 95, 96 is when this album comes out. By 1998, Jerry Hollowell, Ginger Spice, had departed the band citing both creative differences as well as just being exhausted. Because again, I mean, this is like a couple of albums, a movie, world tours in this like two or three year period. Yeah, it's impossible to keep up. So as a four piece, they released another album, but then they went on indefinite hiatus in 2000. Mel branched out as a solo artist, television presenter, actor, author, all the stuff. Good for Mel. I mean, they all, they all did. One married soccer player, like whatever. Posh Spice. Sure. Okay. I think that was posh. It probably was posh. Yeah. Who had to bend it like Beckham, I guess. Exactly. Okay. Mel also married for the first time during the Spice Girls heyday, I guess. They've come back for big tours. I mean, they didn't go away. They just... We need a break. We need to do the things that nourish our souls. And then we shall come back and spice it up again. Forever Spice. So she married for the first time. During this period, she was dating a backup dancer for the band, and uh, they became engaged in May of 98. She learned she was pregnant in June, and in September, they walked down the aisle. So obviously, this union produced a child, a daughter, but it was short-lived. Mel filed for divorce in 2000. Then from 02 to 06, she was in a relationship with film producer Christine Krokos, and the pair lived together in Los Angeles. Mel would tell Gay Star News, it was an experimentation. I fell in love with a woman for five years. An experiment doesn't last five years. True that. Okay, so look what we've done. Now it's 2006 and both of our protagonists are single-ish. <laughs> so the story is told a number of ways in the press, but I think what happened is that Eddie's people reached out to Mel's people to see if she wanted to hang out. She was open to it, but she didn't really want like a one-on-one date. She wanted like, like, let's get together, you know, let's socialize in a group. Gathering. A group gathering. Gathering. (laughs) Gathering. So Eddie Murphy, who apparently has fairly legendary dinner parties in Hollywood, organized a dinner party. He's got a Beverly Hills mansion. She arrives. There's a big crowd of people. Finally, she makes her way to the kitchen. Their eyes lock. 
And then in her 2018 memoir, Brutally Honest, she says, It was as if a 2,000-volt electric current had passed between us. I felt a hundred different emotions at once, from confused to elated to happy to scared to relaxed to incredulous and everything in between. I felt I had known this man all my life and that I was staring at my destiny in his face. <laughs> wow. wow. That is a, that's a lot in I, a glance. I, I even wrote wow okay. after that. <laughs> that's big, big feelings. That's a lot of feelings. It freaked her out. What was he cooking, I wonder? <laughs> he has a chef to do things like that. <laughs> anyway, it freaked her out. She went to the bathroom to like collect her thoughts or whatever. I guess she comes out of the bathroom and runs straight into him. And then she's like, I actually have plans with friends and have to go. It's so nice to meet you. And leaves. But she's told him like at, at this hotel down the road, like I'm meeting friends. Dude bro apparently had a similar reaction to meeting her. So he moves the dinner party to the Mondrian Hotel. For oh, the, really? Yeah, to, to, meet, to catch up with her there. She no, is Biggs. Just load up the vans, y'all. Just put all the trays in vans. Bring chafing dishes. It'll be fine. Well, she lied. She went home. She was going to oh. go home and hide from him. No. Again, this is according to her book. But she gets a text like, hey, Where we're, all, you? we're all at the Mondrian. Like, Shit. come hang out. Eddie got us a table. Like, whatever. You know, mutual friends. So she gets out of bed, gets uh, whatever, heads out, heads out. So they were pretty inseparable from that moment forward, according to her. Although the physical part of the relationship, she says, moved slowly. I couldn't have moved that slowly. <laughs> Some things. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is in May or June of 2006. Okay. To be clear. Some things about Eddie Murphy, which will become significant later. Again, the man's been a celebrity for a quarter century now. He is fabulously wealthy. And over the course of all of this, he has had a lot of kids. By temperament, but probably also for very real security considerations, the man is a homebody. He does not like going out. Mel says that his younger kids are homeschooled in a classroom in his mansion, shopping and all the household chore stuff handled by staff. Like, Eddie Murphy doesn't pop out to the grocery store, doesn't pop out for coffee. Like, it's just, it's not his thing. He's a stay-at-home guy. So his courtship with Mel included stuff like watching his favorite movies from childhood. So he's like, you know, 15-ish years older than she is. And he's an American. She's British. So Mel was treated to films like Blazing Saddles and like a bunch of old Elvis movies that uh, Eddie had watched growing up. And just that was his like touchstone to his youth. They got closer as the weeks passed. And Mel says that the first time they went to bed together, it was like poetry. Aww. So uh, the website SFGate at the time reported that in July 2000 and we're in six, right? 2006. They both got tattoos of each other's names. They've been dating for a month. <laughs> and in a 2007 interview with Essence Magazine after they've broken up, Mel talks about an August trip the whole group, his kids, her kids, their friends, took to Hawaii. She says, my whole point was to introduce the kids and have them spend time together. We went on vacation with family and friends and everyone got along like a house on fire, which was lovely. My big thing is if my kid doesn't like you or your kids, then it's a no-go. Trust me, if my daughter doesn't like someone, then I don't like them. It's as simple as that, which well, who, is cool. In all fairness, who doesn't have a good time in Hawaii I mean, on vacation? Kids were vacationing on a volcano today. 
Get along. <laughs> Tell me how you like each other as we escape lava. No, it's a fair point. I'm sure they it's were in Hawaii. Very nice housing in Hawaii, Hawaii too. Come on. We want to welcome Feels CBD to the show this week. Feels, that's F-E-A-L-S, has been helping us get a good night's sleep for a while now. And whether you're dealing with sleep issues, stress, pain management, daytime focus, whatever, Feels CBD might be just what you're looking for. Feels is a premium CBD derived from organically grown, full-spectrum hemp right here in the United States. This is a company that really cares about the details. Feels packaging is gorgeously designed, and their monthly membership makes your self-care really straightforward. I've been sleeping so well by putting a few drops of Feels under my tongue about 30 minutes before I lay down. It's really boosted my ability to get to sleep, as well as my sleep quality. If you're new to CBD, you may need to experiment a little to find the right dose for you. Feels really cares about the details. They offer a free CBD hotline to help you find your perfect dose. The customer service team is dedicated to making sure you get the best experience out of your CBD, whatever your goals are, and whatever your experience level with CBD. And with Feels Monthly Membership, you have one less thing on your to-do list every month. You'll get 50% off your first order, easy monthly delivery straight to your door, and you can pause or cancel anytime. Feels also has this cool three-vial flight available, like you're sampling craft beer or something, so you can actually feel how the different doses work for you. Become a member today by going to Feels, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash trashy, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash trashy to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. That's Feels dot com slash trashy. That August 23rd SF gate piece breaks the news that Eddie and Mel are shopping for the right ring. They've known each other three months. And dude bro's fresh off a divorce from like a 12 year long marriage. Like, yeah. Keep on bouncing that rebound ball, y'all. Wow. Uh, And in Brutally Honest, she says that Eddie had dinner with her father. uh, Flew him in from Leeds in the UK uh, to. Oh, well, that's posh. Ask for his blessing ahead of proposing. Mel says they had a ring designed at Cartier. Meanwhile, she says that she was being chauffeured in Eddie's Rolls Royce. And for a while, her daughter was homeschooled with his kids at his house. I guess she got behind in school a bit. And he was like, I've got tutors. Just park her in the back. Go down to the basement. Yeah. Gotcha handled. Somewhere along the lines, according to Mel, and you're right, this is a very compressed timeline. So maybe a week later. I don't know. (laughs) The couple decided to try and get pregnant, so she had her IUD removed. In July, maybe feeling a little cooped up in the Eddieverse, where going out was discouraged and staff kept a close eye on everything, and apparently Eddie Murphy goes all through the house at the end of the night and makes sure everything is locked. And But again, he's been Safety famous first. for, yeah. Well, have you heard about the Murphy charm? <laughs> yeah. So she asked him if, you know, can can we get out of here? Can we go somewhere? And he's like, Sure. So he calls the airport where a private jet, I don't know if it's his private jet, but a private jet is available. And later that day, they arrive in Mexico for a romantic getaway, spur of the moment. Very cool thing. Okay. She believes she became pregnant there. Weeks later, back at Eddie's mansion, she took a home pregnancy test. And when it came back positive, she says they jumped up and down with joy. 
In her Essence interview, she says, As soon as I had my IUD removed, we proceeded to get pregnant. It happened quicker than we expected, but it was perfect timing. And Essence is like, why was this perfect timing? (laughs) You've known this guy a month. Anyway, um, why was this perfect timing? She says, because we planned to get married at Christmas, but then we had to change it once I got pregnant and we decided that after the baby was born, we'd get married. I don't know if perfect timing is the timing that delays your nuptials. I'm just saying. That's an odd way of looking at it. People all fall in love and do their things in different ways. At this point, she says that Eddie wanted her and her daughter to move into his mansion, an existence that she likens to living in a gilded cage. He had big rules. Don't go out. Make sure everything is locked up tight. And she says that he's paranoid about germs on top of everything else. There were also a lot of people coming and going all the time. Stevie Wonder would drop by to play music. Denzel Washington would drop by for the nightly 6 p.m. dinner that his chef served. Like, whatever. Like, just people in and out. Lots of friends. Lots of hangers-on. Lots of business people. Right. So he's not agoraphobic. No. There's a lot of social interaction, very, just I don't want to leave the house. Very active. He's just apparently not going to go out and get him or his kids kidnapped. I mean, that's fair. That's very fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said that when she was allowed to go out like with her friends on the town, his people would follow to keep an eye. Again, if you fear kidnapping, and I don't know that that's specifically his fear, but it wouldn't surprise me. Or whatever kind of fear you have. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, all valid. Keep your pregnant girlfriend safe. I mean, it's not like super weird. She also felt like there was a subset of his friends who didn't like her. So that was uncomfortable. She was understandably chafing at kind of the surveillance state that she had suddenly moved into. And of course, being pregnant is well known to lead to calm, level-headed discussions about big things in life. Bless her heart. So in December, after they'd been talking about buying a house of their own, so it wouldn't all be the Eddieverse and she could have some, you know, control, some inputs, he was not persuaded by this. Things hit a breaking point and they had a big fight. She said she needed a break from him, flew home to Leeds, apparently thinking a few days away might give him a chance to miss her. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it works, but not... Not Every this time. time. Not this time. Instead, while she was on an airplane flying back to Los Angeles, Eddie was on a red carpet promoting Dream Girls, accompanied by TV producer and host and babyface ex-wife Tracy Edmonds. This is when the Dutch reporter approached him, asking of Melby, So are you happy with her? Because she is pregnant from your child. And Eddie shut him down with the, we're going to need a blood test on that. We're done. And Mel B's on a plane? She's on a plane. She doesn't know this has happened. Holy whoa. Yep. When she landed, she knew none of this. But helpfully, a swarm of reporters was waiting to tell her all about it. Oh, that's nice. Soon after, Tracy Edmonds would mention to the press that she and Eddie had been together for about a month and a half. At that point? And Mel was completely iced (sighs) out. Yeah, I think this happened... Like within a day or something. Yikes. So. Weirdly, the baby was born on Eddie Murphy's 46th birthday. April 3rd? 2007. And within a few months, DNA had proved his paternity. Let's say there was a lot of bad blood between these two for years. And that it spilled over into Eddie not having much of a relationship with his eighth child, for eh, most of her first decade. Like, oh, wow. I, it's it's warmed considerably, but yeah, I think they had some difficulty communicating. Like, he and Melby had difficulty communicating early on. 
He did provide financially, although there were courts involved, reportedly paying $25,000 a month in child support, 300K a year. Okay. Until the child is 18, that's 5.4 million. But the total package was around 7 million. So I think there was going to pay for your all the pregnancy costs, all the kids, medical, dental, blah, 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 blah. Sure. That's okay. And maybe some walking around money for Melby. Not sure. This is the statement his people released in August 2007 after apparently the settlement had been agreed to. Eddie Murphy always has and will continue to honor his responsibilities as a father. Mr. Murphy and Miss Brown dated very briefly and never made plans of any, and any is in all caps, sorts. Any sorts. Forget all those wedding plans that we made. Cartier what? He acknowledges paternity of the child and has paid child support to Miss Brown, as well as covering the expenses of her pregnancy. Mr. Murphy views this as a private matter and as such will not be making further comments about it. He's pretty good about not talking too much about his private life. I mean, I can appreciate keeping your private life private, but you sure didn't do it on the runway. Yeah, the Access Hollywood piece that published the statement also noted that Eddie Murphy and Tracy Edmonds had recently become engaged which is called moving too fast in the parlance. Wow. Indeed, at the end of 2007, just months after his latest child has been born, the pair flew to Bora Bora and held a private, read not legally binding, wedding ceremony there. (gasps) And while they had apparently intended to make it legal when they got home a couple weeks later, Oh my God. In January 2008, instead they broke up. Eddie, slow it down. I think he really wants to be married. That that is that's my big takeaway here. Like it sounds like he got really deep, really fast, right out of a, a marriage. Trying to recreate that would be my guess. He's an Aries. He's a sparky, sparky fire. Sparky, sparky. Mm-hmm. Poor Mel, pregnant, brokenhearted, and battered in the press as the harlot who had tricked Eddie Murphy into getting her pregnant found solace in the arms of filmmaker Stefan Belafonte, not related to Harry, oddly Interesting. enough. Perhaps trying to one-up her fast-moving ex, they wed on June 6th, 2007. Holy cat! In Las Vegas. This so is, everybody slow it the hell down! This is also called moving too fast yeah. in the parlance. This marriage would end almost a decade later amidst genuinely disturbing accusations of emotional and physical abuse oh, no. against Stefan. So... Eddie Murphy reportedly has a good relationship with uh, his daughter with Mel these days, and Mel only says great things about Eddie, even though they are definitely not an item anymore. She says, quote, I mean, I'm a lover of love, basically, and I'm a lover of the fairy tale of love and everything else that comes along with it. And we were madly in love. So sounds like she was primed. Four months. Four weeks. No one else. four, Four minutes. I don't know. She goes on to say, I don't know if there's any wrong or right in anything I've been through. And this is after she's left Stefan Belafonte. I mean, there's a lot of wrong, but how I've handled or how I've dealt with things is just how it played out. And I can't have regrets. I can't have, oh, I wish I would have done that. That's not part of my jargon when I talk about any of those situations that I've been in for the past 10 years. You know, it is what it is. We've got a beautiful daughter together. And I can't say I wish this or if only that would have been different because it wasn't and it isn't. She routinely just says, eh, I have this great kid. I mean, it all honestly works out exactly the way it's supposed to. I mean. Hard to see sometimes at the time, but. 
Yeah, in 2011, this is how Eddie described his life at the time. Quote, my whole shit revolves around having this peace of mind. It's peaceful, quiet. That's my day to day. I play my guitar, hang out with my girl. My kids went to their moms this week. I'm chilling, no stress. After all these years, I've done well and I'm cool. I feel comfortable in my skin. I've saved some paper. Everybody's healthy. My kids are beautiful and smart, doing different things. It's all good. I'm trying to maintain my shit like this and do a fun project every now and then. Good on like, you, Like, he's Eddie just, Murphy. yeah, 10 kids, but he's fully equipped to take care of them. And it sounds like he does. I don't know. Fascinating. Fascinating. But again, <laughs> almost exclusively from the perspective of Mel B. And so I honestly cannot confirm, like, it's entirely possible, and I would say even likely, that in the settle- the $7 million settlement, she signed papers that would say, like, you can't say mean things about me in the Oh, press. there's got to like, be an NDA in place, for sure. Must be, yeah. 100%. I mean, someone this private does not just let you take a check without... Signing something. Making some agreements. Yeah. So, I mean, you wonder, because she's said, you know, well, Eddie Murphy was the love of my life. And like, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But for the purposes of making sure your kid is provided for, that's cool. I know they went back to court during the pandemic because her, like, income went to zero. She'd had this very long divorce fight with Stefan Belafonte that drained a lot of her cash. It's so. terrible. Yeah, I'm sure it was not Eddie Murphy's happiest thing to get a summons from his... Again, like, it was a brief relationship. He's provided for the child that resulted in... But he got to go back to court in 2020, 2021. So I will say it's a bad look when your girlfriend is pregnant to declare that you need a paternity test, unless there's some really good reason to think that might be the case. Yeah, it's... That's pretty cruel. Not not a good look. Mm-mm. So anyway, that's yes. trashy breakups for this week. That qualifies. Careful, everybody. Yeah, rebounding too fast is that's... definitely a thing. Rush into the next one. My rule of thumb in breakups is that I get to... Wallow and mourn for one month every year we were together. That's about enough time. Like you don't just, you center on yourself. If it's ice cream and tiaras, that's fine. But take a little bit of time for every year you've been together with someone. You take a month. Stacey, really well done. Hey, thanks Thanks so much for this trashy breakup. I I wish that one were a little more two-sided because I am deeply curious what Eddie Murphy's like deep in his heart real take on all this is, but... But there you go. NDAs are NDAs. I mean. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We will be back on Sunday with a new round of Trashy Divorces. Until then, keep it spicy. (laughs) Clean hands, trashy hearts, friends. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacey and Alicia with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram. And definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. 
If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashy divorces. Interested in some trashy divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.